You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Nationwide, critically acclaimed, Maximize Your Life Tour. Yes, I'm. You're excited. I am. I'm excited, too. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the press release ready. In my trademark, no-nonsense style, Michaels uses the live, in-person, interactive show to connect directly with her fans. This is true. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This powerful and personal event aims to help you define your goals, harness your potential, and live the life you want also true. Mm-hmm. And I do do that. Yes, you do. I deliver. Yes, you do. I don't speak in platitudes. I am the how-to of transformation inside and out. So? Well, come. God, exactly. Come. We are coming to a town near you. Yes, we are. Nationwide. Cities across the country. So to get tickets, information, check out dates and cities, just go to www.julianmichaelslive.com. Are we on? Janice went to her healer. What 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 kind of healer? This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. A spiritual healer? No. A foot healer? A it, heart healer? It okay. A head healer? Oh, I'm in heaven. This is gonna be heaven. Everybody just settle in. I, you know how I've had trouble with my foot. The the, the thing. So and and none of the none of the uh, Western ways were working. <laughs> Okay. That's what you call it. I don't know. Yeah. None of the classic ways of dealing with my foot. Mm. With this. So I was at agility with Millie, mm-hmm. and my agility teacher. She and I was kind of limping around, and Millie was doing all the jumps. The dog teacher's the healer. The no. The dog teacher told me about the. She goes, "Oh, you should go to Ada Lou." And I went. Ada Lou. And I went. Well, who's Ada Lou? And she goes, "Well, she saved my knees." And I went, "Oh, well, gee, give me, pass me uh, the number." Oh. So she waved some sage over your knees. No, take no. the devil out of them. So I went. Oh, your feet. <laughs> I went. To no, she did the myofa- What's it called? Myofascial release. Myo- which is basically deep tissue massage. Deep tissue massage. Yeah. So she did that, and it really, honestly, it helped a lot. Well, but it does help a lot because it breaks up scar tissue and adhesions. Absolutely, a lot. Physical therapists do it. Well, but I couldn't find a physical therapist. Anyways, but Alu did oh. it. Ada so anyway, so I kept going to see her. So I've been to like maybe half a dozen times. And I went to her. Ada what day is it? To, yes, I went to her yesterday. Oh. And um, 
we were doing she goes oh look at your shoulders so you know and i'm standing there and so she oh. started working on them she goes well, ada lose a homo no she's not I feel it. I do, too. Oh, st- oh, you know, let me... Now. Oh, this is it. This is Project but she Awesome. she said... Initiated Janice. Oh, yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Look you at your You have your work shoulders. cut out for you. Wow. She said... She's working, and then she said... She said, look at those Would shoulders, you? big boy. <laughs> You're such a jerk today. She said, can I talk to your shoulder? Wow. And I went... Um... Now, okay, I've done a lot of work. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but I've done some work on myself. So I'm very impatient when people say, can I talk to your shoulder? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you examine yourself? You lead an examine kind of like life. like a pet psychic. I do love when they do. Do you mind if I talk to Richard? <laughs> and there's Richard. <laughs> right, yeah. So I had a heart. Uh, the, the, the pet psychic thing doesn't go anywhere either. I just say call Caesar. So she said to me, and I said, uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. Right? Oh. She goes, what? She goes, let put put Janice aside and just let me talk to the shoulder. And I went, oh. And I had a, I was having a real hard time, and she had me this really awkward position. So I awkward said, awkward position. Oh my Hello. god. Hello. So massage oils then, and candles were lit. Thank you so much. No, there was no massage oils. Hey, it was in the middle. shoulder. <laughs> You're looking a lot like a boob. Just missing a nipple. Huh? That's perverted. Oh, okay. Have you heard yourself talk about? Would Go you on. let me tell my story? Okay. Without you two, look at how polite Autumn's being. She's Autumn is horrified and probably nauseated. So she said, "I want to talk." So anyway, <laughs> I tried to. I tried really hard. Is, there Wait, is that woman dead in her van? Wait, what? what? <laughs> okay, does that not look weird out in the van? Well, there is a, well, we should tell people what's going on. There's a white... Janice, this woman's about to have sex with Janice's shoulder, but then out the window <laughs> of our recording studio, there's a woman that is dead in her van. I think maybe she's just texting. Yeah. Well, she hasn't moved for, like, my whole story. Well, and that's a long tell time. Tell your story, and if she hasn't moved till then... We'll, we'll run send out. Jake out. <laughs> we'll send Jake. Okay. Yeah, she's not moving. No, she's just kind of bent. Maybe she's asleep. Well, that's kind of an odd. That's the way my shoulder looked when I was with. Uh, she's asleep with her. The sh- the the shoulder whisper. Uh oh, she might be dead. Well, wait. Finish your story because yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the thing: if she is oh, no, dead, no, I'm not gonna finish no, my I'm story. Gonna, if she's if dead, she's dead, dead she's not going. If she's anywhere. dead, she's dead. Yeah. So I tell Heidi all the time when the kids don't make sounds and she wants to go up. I'm like, listen to me. If they're dead, they're dead. And if they're not dead, you're just going to wake them up. No, which but is I, piss I, me off. I am certified in CPR. I could save her life. Don't forget, I have the, brain, the nurse's cape. It's been three minutes. <laughs> the brain function is, is done. Yeah, I think she's done. Oh, anyway. she, no, she's moving. I just saw her breathe. We're hot. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Anyway, look, if she's still dead when the segment's over, I'll send Jake out. So <laughs> you're laying down with lit candles and massage oil. No, there's no. And she's going to talk to your shoulder. It was fully in the daytime. There's no. Anyways, so she's got me cranked over like this, right? It okay. was very painful. Ow. Yeah. Right? You've been to massage where it's painful. Anyway, oh. she goes, oh, she's alive. There, she just moved. <laughs> oh, ha- Oh, happy day. I actually think it would have been when way funnier if she was dead. <laughs> that would have been, been a, a better funny segment. segment. I wonder if that segment would have got a capital letter. It would have might have got a Marconi. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Forgot about that. <laughs> oh. Son of a bitch. Okay. 
Anyway, so yeah. I said, she said, can I talk? And so I said, I will try. So she goes, what do you, anyway, she says, what do you look like? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Okay, you look like a hinge. It's a stuck hinge. Anyway, so I'm yeah. starting, oh. so all of a sudden the shoulder starts talking. Oh. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm my shoulder's talking to the lady. Okay. So, but what? You mean you were channeling your shoulder for the lady? I was trying very hard to, be to the take shoulder. Janice out and, and let her shoulder. talk to the shoulder. Oh, because that's apparently what you do in soma, soma, soma. Somatizing. Actually, that's very real. It is. My you know, mom could tell you all about it. Um, somatizing is when people internalize um, past wounds and injuries into their physicality, uh, and it creates. It's the same thing. Um. High blood pressure, stress, right? Ulcers, stress, even though H. pylori is a bacteria that can cause ulcers. But regardless, though, the body uh, is dramatically affected by emotions and stress. And somatizing is when you take a tragedy and you internalize it, and it does damage. They, they believe that fibromyalgia uh, is, is about really? somatizing. Yeah. My mom's so you've a heard, pro so on this stuff, of course. It's a so, Dr. Joanne McGarris. So, <laughs> but it, but it's so anyway. So she practices this, and it's it's an old way of healing, which I didn't know. Anyway, so what it came I, I don't know that my mom would talk to your shoulder. She'd probably talk to you about your past. But yeah, yeah but but yeah. there is certain things that were they anyway. So yeah, so I tried to I tried to take my editing my judgment out of it. Okay. Anyway. After a long time, and I was just like, I am really uncomfortable. Finally, but it came out that it was about, I'm stuck in this place because it was about the stuff in the house. All my mom's stuff in the house that I can't clean out, right? Yeah, I know. You've been doing that for such a long time. It was like, oh my God, this is where this is coming from. Because because now there's so much, and bless her heart, you know, my mom comes from the Depression era, right? Know, my mom and I dad, didn't like so to get rid of anything. nothing went. And I and I don't mean to beat this to death. I know I've You're talked about it. this but, to death. But like now I actually have to duck and weave to get around places in the house. And it's just like, I am just, right? And she just went, so she started digging. Of course, you know, you, you give them a bone and they just start digging. Yeah, well, that, but that's what I do. So it's like you, you throw out, right? And you, you throw, throw out feelers and you see what pings and then you keep, you follow that path. And yeah, it's just, that's right. But so what she, what she I said. I really wanted to make fun of you, but this is actually I, interesting. But so, so, and then yeah. she said, and then so we talked about the, the stuff, and I don't mean stuff, the the belongings. I hate to say stuff because it sounds cold and callous, which is it my no, issue. It, it is, is stuff. It is stuff. Though. It is stuff. Your mom, it, your mom is not her stuff, sweetie. It is stuff. Right. However, and I have to, and I have to make that difference that it's. And then she said, and and I said I try to give it away, and she goes, "Don't judge people who don't want it." And I went, "Oh wow," because I do judge people. I judge, I, I judge some members of my family for saying, "Why wouldn't you want that?" Why wouldn't you want that statue? And they don't want it. And they don't want it. Calling. I always find like that's a spiritual lesson for you because I've, I've never had any problem giving stuff away. Did I tell you my shrink calls me, forgive me, you're going to have to quack me, literally the shitologist because so, so much crap comes in the house, right, from the kids and Heidi and Heidi can't throw anything away and I'm the master of getting rid of things and we fight all the time because all I do is manage the flow of shit into the house, right, right. out of the house. And I just like I give it to the housekeeper, I give it to like the poor, I give it to I'm like, oh my god, baby clothes, baby toys they've outgrown, like furniture we're done with, clothes we don't wear, like out, 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 stuff. And I do feel suffocated by the stuff. 
Right, and which but is it's not but, my dead mother stuff either. So that's not. However, quite the Jillian, same thing. you know what I'm doing though, and I'm I'm looking for the perfect place for it to go so that it will mean something. Yeah, it's my fault. I'm not just phoning saying, "Hey, would you like this? I want it." To, you know, I'm making. I'm adding but this layer onto it. I think you it. need some perspective. And I think this is a really valuable lesson because I find that the universe gives you what it thinks you need, right? Not to sound sort of kooky. But the reality is I probably wouldn't have any any problem giving away that stuff. But you, because it's like it's got all this like it's stuff and it means that you've attached all this stuff to it and it's got to be the right play and the stuff and the stuff. And I think you're missing the whole point is that the stuff means nothing. It was about the relationship that you had with your mom, the love you had for her as a person and that is really all that matters stuff is just stuff right and and that and and the the thing that pinged for me when she said you're trying to live a lifestyle that doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. and i kind of went whoa because that lifestyle of holding on to things of hoarding no. people don't live that way anymore oh my god you can't they you can't exactly and it's and it's like it I'm it, it. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live that lifestyle, and it doesn't exist. And I was like, Oh my God! Well, it's burying wow. you. Yeah, it literally burying you and making you feel stuck. And I think this is also a big part of your whole like guilt thing. And getting rid of it means letting go and disrespecting her because she held on to everything. So to show your respect for her, you have to like hold a candle to that type of mentality. And but, buddy, I mean, there's so much going on with this, and it's like. Then they think you have to ask yourself that what other aspects of your lifestyle did you worry would have been hurtful to her? Oh, you mean about me being uh, I don't know. Of, of the uh, I have no idea of the uh, sister of Saffro. I don't know because maybe not. My mom was actually fine with it, so I make jokes, but my mom's fine with it. Maybe your mom was, maybe she wasn't. Yeah, she was, but we didn't. I mean, it wasn't a, a thing that we talked about. You know what I mean? But if you didn't talk about it, then I wonder if you could have. You truly felt like she was okay with it. Maybe. Like Heidi didn't never talked about it with her parents. And we met when I think she was 28, and I was like, uh, wait a minute, you're a homo, your twin sister's a homo, and you don't talk about this with your parents? Like, you guys have been gay for 10 years, and like, how's that about, and then, you know, Fred and Joyce, I met Fred and Joyce, and I was like, what's up, Fred? (laughs) Hey, Joyce, hey, girl! And I, let me tell you, these two, (laughs) these two people, right, from a totally, again, a totally different era, grew, you know. They, her dad worked on the Alaskan pipeline. Like they're, when I say simple, don't think I mean stupid. They're terrifyingly smart, but they're simple people. They, you know, they raised Heidi and Heather in a town of six thousand, small town in, you know, Sealands Grove, like Pennsylvania. Now they've got an adopted black granddaughter from Haiti. <laughs> you know, two queer daughters. I mean, and they're so cool. But Heidi n- never talked about it to them. Until me. And I was yeah. like, no, this is this is no way to live. Uh-uh. With that said, though, the fact that you didn't talk to her about it suggests to me maybe like you had thought maybe it would upset her on some level. Sure. Or, so, buddy, this is all a projection and you put it on the stuff. Stuff is nothing to do with the stuff. This is way deeper than that. Can you see that? Yep. I do. I do. And I do. And and, and this and what what, you know, the shoulder whisperer. Right. Maybe you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there is something to it, and and I, you know, regardless it, it, of honestly whether there is or whether there isn't, you had major epiphanies. I so did. Whether your shoulders a new shoulder or not, you you had a major epiphany because you were able to put your ego aside and just speak candidly about things that are painful for you. And isn't and and that's and and when it, if you look at the big picture, that's what you talk about a lot is take the self out of it. If you just take your ego out of it, that. 
Yeah. There's a there's a path to walk down, but man, it just stands in the way like this beast. You well, know? Because it's scary. It's painful. So think about it. If you had to walk down that path, guess what you're going to have to deal with to get rid of that stuff? Yeah. You're going to have to look at how painful it was for you to maybe feel like on some level the, the choices you made and the person you were would have been disappointing to your mom. Whether that's true or not, it's a feeling that you obviously have inside because it's something that you didn't discuss with her. And it's something that you've, you're like, okay, the, the gay stuff or the lifestyle choices or the this and the that was too painful. But the stuff thing, that's a good place to put it, where it's just safe enough and it's something I can manage. No, so I can live with all this stuff and, and make her happy and honor the things that she would have wanted. And let's put it here. But, but it's like it, the thing is, it's just like what we do when we play out dysfunctional relationships with our parents, with a friend or uh, a, a lover. Oh, God, I hate that word. A boyfriend, a girlfriend or what have yeah. you. Um, Lover is just too much information, don't you think? I know. It's just, uh, it's it's just a, a bit dirty. Gee, dear God, no one needs to know. No. But with with that said, my my point is that I it's easier to play those issues out in, in safer areas. So for you, it's the stuff. But, buddy, the, the reason that stuff stands in the way is because to deal with those feelings is going to be hard and painful and sad. And it might there might be moments of anger where you, no one wants to feel angry at their parents. And yet parents are not perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. So you never want to feel angry. Oh, we're so ungrateful. And because you know, right. dealing with the fact that parents weren't perfect, but that they also loved you very much and you love them very much. That's hard because then it's like you feel guilty and you feel bad for being angry. But there might have been something she did that made you feel uncomfortable or you maybe wish that she had invited you to talk about your lifestyle more. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's going to be anger and you don't want to feel angry at her. And then you're going to feel really guilty and then you're going to feel really sad. And then she's gone and it's unresolved. And that's some tough shit to work through. But it can be worked through. And by the way, I think if we could just give people permission to feel what they feel without guilt, you know, it's normal to be angry at people you love. It doesn't mean you don't love them. Right. It doesn't mean you love them any mm-hmm. less. It doesn't mean they don't love you. That's the nature of a relationship. A relationship has good and bad. It's not black. It's not white. It's gray. And it's learning how to deal with the good and the bad. And it's being okay to be like, I'm so hurt that we never had this connection. I'm so hurt that we were never able to talk about these things. I'm angry at you. And by the way, it passes. You work through the hurt. You work through the anger. And you resolve yourself. And then you come to understand, like... It's sad, like, this is the reason we couldn't have these conversations, and this was her background and the world she came from, and I grieve that. Mm-hmm. But the anger passes after you grieve through it, and then you can have that peace, but you got to go through the fire right. first to come to the other side. The fire's hard, dude. It get, it's got to get more painful where you're standing right. than the, the work associated with yeah. where you want to go to make you move. Good point. Yeah. So the shoulder's going to fall apart. The foot's going to fall apart. You're going to drown in a sea of shit. <laughs> Boy, you're going to quack. You're a quack monster. This is a, this this is a quack show. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's stop. Let's stop this segment. I, I'm willing to do that. Okay. People are always telling me how they can't afford healthy food or uh, gym memberships and so on and how times are tough. We all know that. We've talked a lot about how to save money in other areas of your life so that you can prioritize your dollars effectively. 
I've talked about clipping coupons. It's kind of a pain. Nobody really goes into the paper anymore and like searches for coupons and clips them. And then sometimes you get coupon codes for something and they've expired and that's really frustrating. So we've got a new advertiser on the show and I absolutely love this because I think it's going to be so helpful for everybody out there listening. It's called tada.com. That's T-A-D-A dot C-O-M. Tada.com. And here's what they do. You shop online and these guys give you the most current discount codes for any company out there. Literally 6,400 stores they've got coupons for. So whether it's electronics, apparel, pet products, automotive, you name it, they've got the coupon codes for it. You can literally go on and search Office Tebow, Bliss, uh, Petco, and it'll pull up all of the current discounts and coupon codes and specials that they're running. You can shop online, use the code, and save a ton of money. It's absolutely awesome. So check out tada.com now so you can start saving right away. All my listeners, please, this is a great way to really prioritize your dollars and save your hard-earned cash. It's coming up time uh, time to uh, maybe post a photo uh, of the old Asaroo. And it, I feel you like... You are going to? Well, here's the thing. I, this, this, this is a multifaceted segment, I've decided. Because, mind you, how long have I been working with the ass man? Like three months? Maybe four, three and a half months? Not that Not long. Not even that long, I think. Hmm. Didn't you start in, in November? It was late November. Something like that. And I, I think, so I'll tell you this much. There's still fat on my butt. And there's still cellulite. But the double butt is gone. You know what the double butt is? The butt. You said you had a, an ass that hung below the ass. Right. It goes leg, ass, ass. Yeah. A little ass and then a your ass ass. Oh, you're going upwards. I was thinking downwards. Either way you go, there's there's two asses there. <laughs> so you've lost the little ass. The little ass is gone. Wow. Now, and now, it's not it's not like, you know, completely shredded ass. It's like it's not something that, you know, I, I would feel should go on the cover of Maxim magazine. Uh, not that I would ever be offered Maxim or do Maxim, but you get the point. It's not Maxim worthy ass. Uh, however, it's getting there. And so two thoughts came to mind on this. Um, the first one is, this actually is a segment about hunger, and I'm going to get there. But the first one is that, okay, it's not completely shredded in three months. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And one of the things I said to Dan, I was like, you know, Dan... For, for me to get this where I want this Dan the Ass Man trainer, I would have needed to have eaten perfectly. Perfectly. The entire time we were training. Like, no alcohol of any kind. Like, cut out all flour, all sugar. Like, and I just, I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to. So, for me, it may take a year. I love that you just said that. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. So, yeah. for me to, 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 get, to get this ass where I want it to be... It's probably going to take me a year, I think. But it's like I'm making huge improvements. Like, it feels more solid. It's looking better. And that's incentivizing me. One of the things I thought about, though, is that, okay, so we're not exactly where I wanted it to be. Uh, oh, by 40, it's not a maximum cover ass, but it's better. And, you know, I've lived with this ass for 40 years. 
So I've got nothing but time to improve it. And that's one of the things I, I often say to people about their weight. It's like, well, it's not going fast enough, my weight loss. And it, it, it's like, you know, how long have you been overweight? Mm, you know, you've lived point. with this for a while. Like, you, the scale is going down. There's nothing but time to turn this thing around. Like, the only time frame is the one you've created in your mind. If you're being healthy and getting healthier, you're on the right path. It's not like you're wasting time. You're on the path. You're making progress. And to sometimes be a little bit more patient because I just, yeah, I don't I don't want to be perfect with my diet. I just don't. I, I want to have a little more enjoyment because I don't think of food as just fuel. Mm-hmm. I do believe in balance. I do believe in you know a cake ball after dinner or uh, my new favorite thing in the world um, are these uh, organic white chocolate peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have 200 <laughs> calories with those, you know, now every night. And it's like, makes me happy. That's life. That's what I'm having. You know, or the Unreal Snickers bar. Or they're not Snickers, but the Unreal candy bars, which is like a Snickers, but without the chemicals. Like, I, I guess it's good. Like, I'm making progress. And even though it's not perfect in three months, I think there's something about the fact that it's like, no, I'm on my way. I'm on the right path. And I'm going to be a little more patient with the process. And it's going to take as long as it takes. Sometimes it doesn't always go on the desired time frame. But what this was really about what I had intended it to be about was that I swear to God, part of the problem is that I am starving. And so it's very interesting because there's been a lot of controversy over the years about how exercise makes you hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of research out there that says yes, and there's a lot of research out there that says no. But what no one is creating is the distinction of when exercise makes you hungry and why. So, for example, you can take a Biggest Loser contestant and the exercise doesn't make them hungry. In fact... It helps to suppress their appetite. Now, it's not only the behavior of exercising. So it's called an incompatible behavior. You leave the gym and the last thing you think is, I'm going to light up a cigarette. You know, you're going, I'm healthy. I think I'm going to get a a cold-pressed kale juice. That's generally, you know, you're like, I'm going to keep this going. I'm on a kick. Um, And often, you know, when you're 50 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight, when you're beyond vanity pounds Mm -hmm. the body wants to be thinner it's going let's get this off this is woo let's go oh hell yes your body is an incredible machine it it, if you work with your body and you eat right and you move your body it's going to do what it's meant to do it only misfires when you operate your body in a way that it has not been designed to operate like eating chemicals it doesn't recognize or you know wow. eating massive quantities of food with no physical activity that's not how we were that's not how a- our species evolved think about we were hunters and gatherers mm-hmm. we were on our feet you know you had to work to earn a living you had to plant food you had to hunt food you had to build homes you had to do all this you know only in the last 100 years have McDonald's, convenience stores, right. desk jobs, like that's that's all new. Our genetics have not caught up to this 50,000 years or however long the human species has been around. It hasn't functioned like this. When you treat your body the way it is meant to function, it's going to fall right into line. Stop eating foods it doesn't recognize like fake sugar, fake fat, fake flavor, fake preservatives. Your metabolism is going to start to function optimally. Your immune system is going to start to function optimally. Now, with that said, it doesn't want to be 50 pounds overweight. 
That's why losing 100 pounds is very different than losing the last 10 up to even 20 pounds. Because when you start talking about 10 pounds, 15 pounds, you're talking about vanity weight. Right. And your body doesn't really want to lose that, especially as a woman. It's going, no, 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 whoa, no, 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 no. We're meant to have babies and we need this much body fat. Body fat is not actually considered unhealthy. When you're obese, yes, that's considered unhealthy. Mm -hmm. But you need a certain percentage of body fat. It, fat actually functions as a hormone. As a, as a woman, you need a certain amount of body fat to reproduce. And when you start to get too thin or your body fat starts to get too low, your body's like, it will signal your metabolism and release hunger hormones. It's like, we are starving. Hello. So I'm actually pretty lean. I don't have... Wait, oh, to girl, lose. you are lean. Well, well, I'm lean, but I want to. I want to. I don't want to actually lose weight. What I want to do is, br unfortunately, I have to bring my body fat percentage down to change my ass. But my body, where we store fat, is genetically predisposed based on your hormone balance, your biochemistry. So a woman that has more testosterone is going to be uh, keep the weight more in her stomach. A woman that is more estrogen dominant will keep the weight more in her hips and her thighs and her her butt. Which is why men who are testosterone dominant they don't have fat legs unless they have a hormone but they have right. it's all belly yeah it's all that heart attack fat um so for me my body's like okay your boobs are gonna go away to nothing your face is gonna start to look gaunt and you know the ass is hanging on for dear life <laughs> <laughs> like no you know so it is gonna take a lot of time because you can't spot reduce fat you can't but i like slowly you know firming up the area and really trying to build that muscle underneath and improve the appearance we're getting there but i have been freaking starving because these i'm like in the gym with this animal for 90 minutes which i don't even believe in i'm like damn this is too much and i need to go and he's like no no no, no. 90 minutes is what athletes do i'm like no a-hole 30 minutes is what athletes do i don't need to do 90 minutes i can do 30 minutes but he's just sick he's a sicko the abuse that this man must you have no idea and i'm like you. dan i have to go <laughs> have children and like i wanted to kill his three o'clock the other day so like i went at two and he had a three o'clock who didn't show up and an hour and 40 minutes later i'm screaming at the top of my lungs i have to go and i i was like this guy just was like i can't make it and i wanted to get his phone and be like you son of a bitch <laughs> i mean i was like dan like the stress hormone from this is going to be too much, but I, I see Dan, so like I try to see Dan twice a week, then I box with my boxing coach once or twice a week. If I can't see Chad twice a week, then I'll, with my boxing coach, I'll see Chad once, and then I'll either bike or I'll run, and then I do yoga once a week on Saturdays. So I've got my little routine, right? And those sessions with Dan, I have to space them out because I'm like, this is too much. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'm like, if we're going to train this hard, like I really give myself recovery time and what have you. But I mean, it's like I'm like 90 minutes doing this. I must be burning a thousand calories in there. Well, I, I have to tell you, it's like at night I'm going, how oh, am I still hungry? How is this possible? And it's beyond craving. It's like I'm still hungry. And one of the ways I really tell people, like, here's how I want you to check the difference between a craving and hunger. Think about a steak. Could you eat a steak right now? Could you eat a chicken? Could you eat a piece of salmon? Would you like a spinach salad? If the answer is no, you're not hungry. 
That's interesting. The difference between hunger and cravings. cravings. Right. Totally different. And it's like, I'll be eating dinner, dinner, and not thinking, oh, I want a treat. Thinking like, I still want dinner. Like, yeah, yeah, I still want dinner. I mean, we'll go for sushi, and I'm like, I could do another roll. I'm like, what the hell? You know, or another order of, jeez. And so I think there's just been so much controversy over the years. Exercise makes you hungry. And, oh, no, exercise that. Well, the reality is, if you have weight to lose, no, it doesn't. If you don't really have weight to lose, yes, it does. And so then what you do if you're trying to transform your physique, as in decrease your body fat percentage and increase lean muscle tissue, then what you really do is you get to a place where you you sort of draw a extremely minimal calorie deficit of like a few hundred calories a day and you continue to exercise so you're maintaining your muscle you're not losing that muscle Mm -hmm. and very gradually trying to get rid of that subcutaneous fat and that way the hunger doesn't sort of run away with you you don't end up binge eating but that's and you don't lose muscle tissue because if your body is going wow we're putting out way too many calories and not taking enough enough not taking enough in it's going to become catabolic because muscle utilizes energy muscle is technically if you're in starvation mode a hindrance and then your body goes into fat storage mode so it's like oh no no no, no. i need body I fat need something right but f- muscle oh no no no, we're starving we got to get rid of this and it will start to break down your muscle but that is the difference so i just wanted to explain that so tell me something if you i i, I realize now you've seen a change in the ass mm-hmm. but you have come to the come to the realization that if for the ass to change completely this could be Take, a year I away. think it's probably knowing myself and knowing the transformations like that I like when I had personal training clients back in the day the bodies like mine that I took from let's say my ass right now right is now like I waist up I'm sorry like my body I, I consider it to be great shape right great shape waist down was average to ass was average legs were good to take to take average mass is now okay good to take good to great like me taking those good bodies to great bodies like the pure experiments in vanity exercises in vanity Unless it's a movie star where you're going, okay, we got to get you ready for a movie. We got to get you ready for a, in which, you know, where they do every single day and everything is meticulous and the diet is meticulous. And yeah, you got to crash that. You can do it in three months. That's what I was going to ask. I can do it in three months. But for me, I don't want to live in such a strict and strenuous fashion because I'm not doing this for a movie. I'm I'm trying to get this thing to sort of last and, and stay for the rest of my life. I'm not, I'm not an, an actor or there's not an impending project or I'm not going on tour. You know what I mean? So I I can give myself a little more time. And I also know my psychology. Like, I'm going to be miserable if I don't get to have my peanut butter cup or, you know, I don't know, the occasional beer with my burger. I just, I can't live like that. I need balance. It mm-hmm. doesn't work for my brain. I will abandon the whole entire thing. So for me, getting there at a more gradual pace is fine with me. And the steady improvements keep me motivated. I'm like, you know, this thing's getting there. Like I caught a glimpse of it in the mirror the other day because we have our bathroom has a mirror where it's like this U-shaped mirror. So, you know, there's the mirror on the wall and then the two sides of the wall that have mirror. Oh, wow. That's so I, I, I know I accidentally caught my ass in the mirror behind me and I was like, oh, Okay, 
Didn't scare me. It was acceptable? Didn't scare me. <laughs> there have been times. <laughs> I was like, who's asking? <gasps> That's mine! But it didn't, yeah, it didn't scare me. No, anyway, the, but the point is I wanted, to, I wanted to help clarify the whole hunger exercise thing for people. No, that's very good. And a very great nugget to, to be nugget. able to. No, a wonderful nugget is to distinguish the difference between hunger and cravings. That's very fascinating. Hard, but fascinating. Fascinating. Thanking, thanking you very much for that. As you should be. is booming. Huh? Did you know that? I did. Tis, Janice. Tis. And there's a huge demand for certified personal trainers. And you can earn a ton of money doing something that you love. NASM is one of the best certifying organizations out there. The National Academy of Sports Medicine is going to help you help others reach their fitness goals. This is so simple, guys. All you got to do to check it out is go to usatrainer.com. That's usatrainer.com, and they're going to give you free 14-day sneak peek to their fast and fun online program. And on top of it all, this is the this is the hard sell. These guys are going to guarantee that you will land a job within 60 days of your certification, or they'll give you your money back. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, what do you have to lose? If it's something you've been thinking about, take that step, give it a try. It's the greatest job. I personally love it. If you're listening to the podcast, you obviously must be passionate about the topics of health and wellness. It's so simple. 14-day free trial. If you don't get a job, you get your money back. Go to usatrainer.com now to get your NASM certification today. Did you know that the most common New Year's resolutions are getting your life organized and starting a business? I can see that. Both you can do quickly at LegalZoom.com. All right. Now that I've said that, I got to be honest. These guys are really awesome. They can help you with just about anything. They really can. They've gotten an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau, which is a really big deal because every single time I feel like a place is not up to snuff and I don't get the services, I'm like, I'm going to say something to the Better Business Bureau. So to get an A-plus means that you're doing a heck of a job. Yeah. Um, they're just incredible, and a few of my friends have used their services and been so pleased. So I got to read you the mandatory disclaimer and offer for the legalese. Here we go. Ready? LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you with a third-party attorney, and they provide you with self-help services. For special savings, enter Jillian, my name, J-I-L-L-I-A-N, in caps, in the referral box at checkout. Now, here's me. Do not let another month go by before you take care of these things for your family and your business. Seriously, from wills to business formation, trademark applications, powers of attorney, and even bankruptcy, these guys can help you with all of it. They really are just fantastic. It's an incredible service. They make things that seem very overwhelming and very scary, very easy and very simple and very affordable. And all you got to do is go to LegalZoom.com. (laughs) 
Okay, we have a very special segment. We're cutting lunch short because Jake is concerned. Son of Bruce Paul is concerned. Talk to me. Talk to me. So, Dad Dad comes comes home from the doctor. Here he is. Comes home from the doctor. And do you mind if I say your weight? No, no, I don't care. He's... All my life, you know, he's, he's a big dude. He's six, what are you, six three? Yeah, but six, you're three. not overweight, but that doesn't matter. Right. Anyways, well, you're not a heavy guy. He At a, at a good weight, he was about um, 2 to 205. Okay. You were there for a while, right? I was. Can you, can you, you're, you working, come on, mic, microphone. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's right. Boy. Is that what this is? Okay, got it. Isn't where, yeah, we're having so an intervention. He was at, you know, 2, 205. Okay. Fit. He's still strong. He's, you know, he's active, but he gets winded even walking upstairs and stuff. Okay. Now he's 233, and the doctor said, you need to change your eating habits. You know, his cholesterol used to be good. Now it's gotten worse, has okay, it not? Okay, so, right. so here's the thing. Here's what's interesting about this is that, all right, 233, and how tall are you, babe? 6'3". Six, 6'3", three. Six, three, right. So normally you'd be like, well, that's not bad at all. That's not, quote, fat. But it just because you're not, quote, fat doesn't mean you're not unhealthy. And it sounds like if the doctor's giving you, like, a hey, dude, that means there are some markers to worry about, and you're saying the cholesterol, okay? And- and, you know, it's it's been a hey dude for a while, but now it's like a actually, yo, I'm serious. What the doctor said was that my, it's mostly in my gut, and the weight <laughs> of my gut is actually <laughs> pressing against my organs, yep. and that's causing problems. Okay, so it's like, it's a serious conversation the doctor had with you, yeah? Obviously, he's... he's yeah, it was, you it like was a, pretty serious. Okay, and so then... Jake, so why are we having this call? This call? I get it. <laughs> why are we having this talk right now? Because, you know, I, when as much as I hate to admit it, I really love having him around. And wait, go back to the... Okay, so during the break, Jake told me that he was super upset and I needed to talk to you because... Oh, you know, he, he comes home and tells me all this that the doctor told him. And then um, my new stepbrother the other day brings to my attention, he goes... Yo, your dad, like, you know, he he no needs to change his eating habits. He uh, just cooked this giant steak, and, and before the steak, he uh, just heated up a chimichanga, and then uh, he had a pie afterwards, whatever. And then I come home, and he's eating a giant steak, and he's got a bowl with a quarter stick of butter in it ready to pour some pasta over that, and then he eats pie right afterwards. And the only way I could get through to him is to ruffle his feathers, and then I think he it works the opposite, and he kind of just says, doesn't work, I, yeah, right. Screw you. And, yeah. Well, okay. at okay, that so point, I'm... I'm I, I was getting ready to enjoy that meal. Now, let me say something first. He always catches me when I'm eating the bad stuff. I don't eat it every single day. You eat it I enough admit- to be in trouble, babe. What's that? You eat it enough for the doctor to be worried. Right. That's true. So but that's I was much. mad at him because I wanted to enjoy my meal that I, I knew was bad for me anyhow. And it made me feel he made me feel more guilty for eating it. So I wasn't enjoying it. Okay. So, but the, okay, so, so first of all, let me let me tell you... You are. You can do one thing, and that's express your concern, right? So, uh, okay. So the first thing you need to do is express your your genuine concern with all of the emotion attached to it. What is your genuine concern? My genuine concern is that he's unhealthy, and I know our family has history heart history heart problems and stuff like that and thank god you know he quit smoking when i was younger so there's not that big of risk but when the doctor is telling him something's up you know i don't want to get a call in a week in a month in a year hey dude i'm at the hospital it's serious or your dad's at the hospital serious i want him to make his odds at staying around longer better 
And how does it make you feel when you think you could get a call on any given day that your dad's had a heart attack and is no longer here? It's a lot more stress just to have that around, just to go around and, you know, and you know I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be a drama queen about it. It's not it's a not huge concern. Dramatic. It's a huge concern. It, it, it is just, a huge it bothers concern. Me. It's it, a huge concern. It's scary because I still, I still am semi-dependent just in life to have him here. And I'm still, you know, every day I talk to him and learn a new thing or he helps me get through a different thing and it would suck to not have that there. I think, can you tell your dad your greatest concern and the loss you would experience should something happen tomorrow? It'd be pretty tough, man. I understand. Here's the thing, babe. Paul, it's like... We got and something you said was very interesting to me because you had said to him like, "Just let me enjoy my food," and so there's something in the food. It sounds like, and I've noticed a, a lot of this with people who feel like they make sacrifices in a lot of different areas, right? And it's like, I sacrifice here, I sacrifice there, I take care of business, I'm, I'm being responsible in all these different ways, and th- this is my, <laughs> it's my favorite line that I heard from Oprah. I've told you this. This is my treat. When Bob was like, does Dr. Oz know you're drinking that? It was like some diet soda. And she was like, don't F with me. This is my treat. And it sounds like you've you've made this food the way you treat yourself. Is that? Oh, that's exactly it. I mean, now, I haven't thought of it that way, but now that you say that, sure. That's exactly what it is. There, there are two ways to get around this issue because he, here's what's so ridiculous about quote weight loss right it's simple you're so smart you know that it's like we don't eat (laughs) the stick of butter and the piece of pie and the chimichanga and the whole steak you know i know you know that you know that but it isn't that simple because even though you might have that information it's not that simple with regard to the emotional aspects of it with what the food means to you and so to gain some perspective first of all there's got to be something else where you can find a reward and a way to nurture yourself and a way to care for yourself that isn't destructive. And it's very easy to be like, I know, okay, sure. And you can, like, I'm two, I'm six, what, three or whatever, and I'm 233 pounds. Give me a break. I'm not 300. But the reality is I can't tell you how many men like yourself. I just was sitting with a friend of mine who's not even 50, and you wouldn't even know, right? He was one of Andy's clients. And he had a, like a 95% blockage and and he had a massive heart attack. They called it like the widow maker. Almost didn't make it. And he has three kids. And he, he's like, I'm not a huge fat guy. It's, it doesn't matter. The reality is this is your reality. You, you're getting like the, the wake up call. The signs are being thrown up in the air. The reality is that if you don't change something, you have put your life in serious jeopardy. And one of the ways... To sort of get out of that place where that food is so comforting is to think about, in truth, what it will cause. So when you look at a meal like that, I don't really want you to enjoy your food in that way. I want you to enjoy a certain amount of your food, but not that much food. And I want you to look at that, and I want you to see him at your funeral. Mm. Because that's what you're going to be facing is... You will see him at 24, 
so very much a boy and I don't care how old you are I don't care how old you are I think every day like oh my god what will I do the day that we lose I'm gonna be hysterical the way you're gonna be like what would I do the day that we lost my mom and I'm 39 and it's like I think about my kids I think about like where will I go where will I turn to I will truly be an orphan in the world and I know you love your mom but it's no secret that you two have a particularly close relationship honey he like I need you to think about that not so that you feel guilty but so that you appreciate the end result of that behavior and concurrently you need to really do some work Paul on other ways to blow off some steam man you mean have fun to feel pampered like what else do you do that that's going to make you feel like like you've prepared this meal and it sounds like it's like it's something to look forward to and there's a ritual to it and it's something you do for you and and you've earned the food right and i i see that a lot with with especially with men they're just like i'm a good husband i'm a good provider i'm a good dad get off my back because there's so much sacrifice but the problem is what you're not seeing is how that's robbing you of of so much of your life because in the moment it's like this is i can afford it it's accessible it fits into the lifestyle it's my quote treat it's my reward so when you think about what that food is providing for you in the moment right like you just wanted to enjoy the meal like is that how it feel like when you sit down for your food and you've gone through the prep of it like how is it making you feel without thinking about jake right now right and i don't i tell you the truth i don't think about consequences of course of, not of, for him i think of, i might think about it. it's unhealthy for me but i should i i enjoy the you know i enjoy the taste of the food and you know that's what gives me pleasure right right i get it so you deserve pleasure in life you deserve it we all do but you're going to have to make some changes so that you're finding pleasure in other things. Right. So you got to look at like, where have I cut back too much? Or where have I been too restrictive? Or like, where did I not take that vacation because I was busy paying for X, Y, or Z? Or where did I not pick something that you've sacrificed or given up or uh, foregone? And you're going to have to start incorporating those things back in. But it'd have to be a daily thing, though, not just like a vacation, which just comes once in a while. It'd have to be something, you know, we could do on a daily basis. I mean, I like to hike. I look forward to hiking. I like poker. I look forward to playing poker, those things. But poker, you also connect with, with drinking, so that's kind of, you have to disconnect those two. Yeah, that's true, but, too. No, you're absolutely right, when Jillian, when you say, you know, he works super hard. He does all this stuff, and right now we're renovating the house. I mean, he's got a million things to do. And he just takes this one thing, and you're right. He says, I do all this stuff. Just let me have this. What Jillian is saying, what what can you find that you could do every day that you could have that instead? And there's different things, honey. It's like I get that mentality, and there are days when I'm like, you know what, enough. Like There are days where I have that day where I'm like, enough's enough, and I'm having the glass of wine tonight. And I, you know, we've been on this Project Awesome thing, right? And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not going to drink for two weeks. I'm not going to drink. And yet, you know, my friend Allison comes over and it's like, I'm not drinking. Not, I had like a half a glass of wine. The night before that, Heidi and I had a date night and I had another half a glass of wine. And I was like, and it's, well, but, but I deserve it. And I think it's not to say 
we give up everything, honey. We You can incorporate, okay, I'm going to have the steak, but not the chimichanga, and I'll have a half a piece of pie. You can incorporate that stuff in, in a more moderate way, as long as you counterbalance it with activity. But another thing that I'll do is I'll say, like, I'm going to ride my horse. That's one thing I really like. I'm going to, you know what? I'm not going to go to music class with the kids today. Then nanny can take the kids to music class. I'm going to go ride my horse. And they don't care. They're off playing with the other three to five-year-old. And Heidi's like, I got to go to music class. I'm like, you know what? If you're still in that headspace, God bless you. You go to music class. I'm going to go ride the horses. And when I see the kids later, I'm going to be in a better mood anyway. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? I'm. We're gonna get a sitter because I've wanted to see Wolf of Wall Street, and they'll be fine. They go to bed at seven o'clock anyway, so we left at six thirty. So what? Or it, what is it? Or even if it's, I want to watch a marathon of my favorite show. Or even if it's, I want to get a go to the. I do not mean this in a perverted way. Go to the Thai massage place and get a massage for forty bucks or sure. whatever. I want you to start thinking about different ways that you can treat yourself like what you said and it can't always be the same thing honey but maybe you make a schedule like this night you play poker this night you get a massage at the little Thai place down the street and I say that because it's it's cheap and they're they're sure. they're good at what they do um and this night is your movie night and and give yourself something where you've built in an incentive and subsequently uh, it's not to say there is no food. I want you to look at like how you get X amount of calories a day, allot it to what you want to allot it to, so you don't feel restricted. But it, but know that it's like spending money. So you're not spending money you don't have. Don't consume calories that you haven't earned. So if you're gonna have a piece of that pie, then you need to have gone hiking that day, right? Or have gone for a jog. Maybe one thing you guys could do together. You want to gain weight. You want to, you know, combat weight gain. Maybe you guys could have like, I don't know, an activity you do together where you go to the gym or you. We should we should box each other. Oh, that would help on many levels. <laughs> 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 maybe we could do I have a better idea maybe there's like look there's like MMA classes and mixed martial arts studios maybe you guys could do that together like a couple times a week which could be a great stress relief and a lot of fun I think I don't know that boxing each other I'm not so sure well, let's see if I was the one that knocked him out cold You're you know I'm responsible Oh, no, no, I that? put my money on Paul. I would too. <laughs> I'm way quicker than he is. No, you can't underestimate the power of dad strength. Yeah. yeah. Dad I'm strength. telling you, I've, I've trained I've trained a lot of people, <laughs> and the, and it's always those parents that, yeah, I can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be careful there, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, I want you guys to really work on that and think about building something in every day and giving yourself permission. And the next time you kind of look at that whole meal I really want you to just stop for a second and you I want you to see your funeral and him sitting there because that is the reality right every choice has a consequence honey and if you think like it's not going to be me though but but it but it is mm-hmm. so it's it's a matter of time will it get you tomorrow uh 3 years I don't know maybe Will you be gone by the time he's 30? Likely. If your doctor's like, yo, dude, not funny. Without a doubt. And I'll tell you, here's the great thing about the human body is that you could, I mean, I could take you from today 
to two weeks from now at bring you into the doctor and he I bet he'd be like, Oh my god. <laughs> that's how that's how so resilient, it is. resilient the body is. It's that amazing. If if we like you know, granted we would have to like biggest loser change everything, sure. which is not necessary, but that's how resilient the body is. So I I want you to think about that. The next time that you're like, I deserve it see that picture in your mind's eye and make a different choice and build those choices in now ahead of time and then plan those treat foods counterbalance them with some activity because sweetheart it's and of course you're like you're taking away the thing that makes me happy and i you know do all this for you stop taking away the thing that makes me happy no yeah you're you're absolutely correct, and he's correct in saying it too. It's just the timing of it. I mean, it's just getting ready to eat it, and you know, I heard everything you said. But that particular thing was, tell me earlier in the day or late afterwards or whatever. But I just, just happened to walk right in the door. Yeah, and you know, like I say, I don't eat steak every single day. It's I, not the steak though, or what whatever it is. And he's exaggerating a little bit. Mm. But he's not exaggerating enough for it to be an exaggeration unless you told me that he's exaggerating with what the doctor said no the doctor said i definitely have to uh you know go on a on a diet a strict diet and of, something's wrong honey yeah. then it doesn't matter if he's exaggerating or not there's there's something's wrong there so it doesn't matter if that meal is an exaggeration or not the reality is if the threat is real then there there has to be a change all right well, let's let's do it. Let's. I mean, don't count on me. What no, I mean, we'll do it together. No, don't. Jillian was saying, let's do it together. Let's, you can don't put count on, some on you. You're supposed to and gain I'll, 15 pounds. Right, I'm, and I'll lose 15 pounds. Don't be. I'll try. Yeah, yeah, don't count on you. Shut up. But it, this is this is your. But I'm gonna. I will work with you. But you can't stop if I if I can't gain 15 pounds. Right. It's not life lose. or death if you gain 15 pounds. Yeah. I understand that. Oh, no, but you got it. You there's definitely a certain amount of like if there's a let's do it. If he's gonna tell you how he's gonna want to support, you gotta be involved. If you if you need my support to do it, I'd be more than happy to to give up half an hour of this or that or whatever to work with you to do that. You okay. need to be going to the gym anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You owe me 15 pounds. No, really, though. I, uh, I'll be there for you. All right, well, then I would like... Okay, so where are we? We're 233. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for a pound a week. We don't need to... Like, this doesn't need to be... You could lose 20 pounds in a month, but I'd rather see you do it more slowly and because I, I think you'll feel the... You won't feel the, the, the drastic aspects or the... I don't want you to feel... Um, people do really bad when they feel deprived. Sure. I feel like we've had a good talk. I feel I feel like that too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, see, and we didn't even need to take a call today. We had it all right here in our <laughs> little in our little office. That's right. Big. All right. Let's make this happen.
like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.